So just as quickly and as mysteriously as uh, these uh, amendments were first brought into C-21, they've now been withdrawn. So this happened quietly on the uh, Public Safety Committee. The committee has unanimously agreed to a liberal motion to withdraw the amendments. Now, the bill is still the bill. So C-21 hasn't gone away. The government hasn't withdrawn C-21. We're kind of back to where we started. Now, again, these these amendments were the reason why the list of banned firearms expanded so dramatically and so suddenly. And why the conversation shifted to why are we banning rifles that are used for hunting? So these amendments drew a lot of opposition. I mean, there was the opposition that was there to begin with the C-21. Uh, but then, you know, you had indigenous groups, for example, uh, speaking out against this because the amendments... And the expanded list of banned firearms included many rifles, uh, specifically and widely used for hunting. And the liberals couldn't really defend this, it seemed. Like, what made these assault-style weapons? What is an assault-style weapon? Because that's the term the government keeps using. That's kind of the whole premise of all of this, is that we need to ban assault-style weapons. But it wasn't, it isn't clear what that means. So for a while, it meant all of these hunting rifles. I guess the liberals have decided that for now it doesn't. So the amendments uh, have been withdrawn. So some confusion, I guess, about uh, where this all goes from here. Someone who's been watching all of this very closely is uh, Rod Giltaka, president of the Canadian Coalition for Firearm Rights. Rod, good to have you with us here this morning. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Rob. All right. So what's your understanding, at least your read, on on what's happened here? Well, the liberals have, uh, after immense pressure... um, have uh, have decided to withdraw Amendment G4, which was the, um, I guess it was the uh, the definition of what a semi-auto is, uh, semi-automatic uh, rifle or shotgun. They withdrew G4 and G46, which is that long list of firearms that included um, a pile of firearms commonly used for hunting. Um, and they've, yeah, I guess they've decided to try to take the pressure off and uh, and withdraw those amendments. So does it appear as though we're back to where we started, back to C-21 in its original form? We are. So C-21 itself is is a terrible bill. I mean, it bans airsoft, bans toys. Um, (laughs) There's a handgun ban, uh, only the legal handguns, of course, not the illegal handguns. Uh, And uh, there's some very flawed red flag provisions there. I mean, anything that increases public safety, that demonstrably increases public safety, we, we... you know, we, uh, we're more, more than in favor of things like that, but, mm-hmm. uh, it was a political bill to start with. It got more political as it went along. And, uh, and now it's a, a, a big piece of it has been repealed, but that I think people should still, uh, remember that there are over a hundred amendments still on the books to go through, uh, and the majority of them submitted by the liberals. So who knows what's in there? But this specifically has been, Odd. I mean, you know, the, to bring forward such sweeping amendments in the first place and then to suddenly withdraw them, it, it, it is hard to understand. I, I mean, in terms of why they brought it forward, who knows? But why do you think they reverse course here? Well, at the end of the day, the liberals and uh, unfortunately the Bloc and the NDP support them. At the end of the day, you know, and I, I, I hate for this to sound inflammatory, but it is what it is. Uh, the ruling class don't think that anyone should have firearms, access to firearms, except them. At the end of the day, really, that's what it is. And in the in the journey to to their ultimate uh, ultimate goal, they 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 lie a lot. They gaslight the public as they did with this bill. 
you know, they they said up and down this. There's no hunting firearms on this bill. It was almost yeah, all hunting firearms. So I think I think the takeaway from it is uh, hopefully Canadians have got a really good look at the Liberals from all this. And while they swore up and down, Marco Medicino and Trudeau and the rest of them swore up and down. This was all about keeping Canadians safe. We know at the end it was all about politics because they withdrew it when political pressure was applied. So. I, I don't know. It's a uh, it's 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 a cynical view, but it's it's what we have to deal with uh, when it comes to the liberals. Well, tell me what we think, because I'm sympathetic to the the notion here that they they thought they were solving a problem. The, the original C21, which is what we now have, decided that there were a whole bunch of semi-automatic rifles that were now assault-style weapons, and that there were a whole bunch of other semi-automatic rifles that weren't. And you got criticism from both sides here, saying, you know, this doesn't make any sense. What makes that a, a, an assault-style weapon and and that one not? Their solution was to just ban all these other rifles, too. Is, is that kind of how we ended up in this mess? Yeah, well, as I, as I said, it's, I, it's pretty clear to see. And, and I, I think one of the problems is most Canadians really don't care. They want the violence to stop. Right. Uh, they don't really know that much about the firearm issue. They don't know that much about firearms. And then here you have the Liberals saying, we are not going after hunting firearms because they don't want to wake the hunters up because that's a big group. We're only taking AR-15 style assault weapons away. Mm-hmm. And so for most people, if they don't know anything about the firearm issue, that makes complete sense. And I, I understand that entirely. I don't want firearm-related violence uh, in, in my society either. Um, but unfortunately for the liberals, they bit off a little bit too much. They know what they're doing. I think, I think one of the things I do want to dispel is don't think that they made a mistake. You know, they have, they have teams of lawyers. They have legislators. They have unlimited you know supply of, of of bureaucrats they knew exactly what they were doing they knew exactly the effect it was going to have on you know hunting firearms and the hunting community and sport shooters and everyone else only legal gun owners um and so none of this was a mistake but they went too far too quick uh, you know towards their goal and uh and thankfully for our community uh people stood up and they said no no you're not gonna you're not going to do this so but there's still a lot of work left to do there is so where are we at now? What, in the government's view, constitutes an assault-style weapon? Do we do we have, have we had at any point, any kind of, of clear definition, criteria for what a, an assault-style weapon is here? Well, well, I think right now, assault-style weapon is anything they say it is. And their actions on with these amendments and with Bill C-21 demonstrate that. Anything they say is an assault weapon is an assault weapon. So um, I think it was uh, Pam Damoff, uh, one of the um, committee members that uh, that is part of the Liberal Party. She said that um, that they're going to be working hard on creating a definition, and that the apparently the gun lobby wants this too. And and we kind of do because we want to know what an assault weapon is. We want laws to make sense. I think is what I'm saying. So as they do their work to try to create a definition, um, then we will have hopefully have input into that uh, that as well. But yeah, it's it's. I think I think this is all a good demonstration of what it looks like when you try to create laws, um, you know, with just subjective opinions or political definitions, and it's a real mess. Yeah, it is. I mean, you mentioned the AR-15, and that's been a flashpoint in this debate. Obviously, that particular firearm has some some notoriety. Uh, for, I guess probably a lot of reasons, but. You know, it's it's hard in Canada to to purchase legally an AR-15 or any firearm like it. We have some pretty strict rules and regulations around licensing. Obviously, you know, when it comes to magazine capacity, all of that, there there are a lot of components to all of this that maybe people don't fully understand. But you know, in this context, Rod, I mean, 
it, it is still a semi-automatic rifle. Is there anything that makes the AR-15 or firearms like it any more different or unique or sinister from, from other semi-automatic rifles? Well, it's just a rifle like any other, and it's um, it's really it's really easy to villainize the AR-15, and it has been used in quite a few multiple victim public shootings in other countries, well, primarily in the United States. But the truth is, and it's it would just be really great if this if everything in this debate became based on truth. The truth is, the reason it has been used um, multiple times in these in these mass shootings is because it's a common rifle. If the AR-15 was uncommon in the United States and a different semi-auto or a different lever action or a different pump-action shotgun was common to people to, to, to own, then you would have seen that pop up more times. So it's, it's, it's again, it's, it's kind of like if someone runs down a bunch of people with a, with a motor vehicle, you know, you're looking at the model of the vehicle saying, well, this one's unusually dangerous. It's like, well, any motor vehicle that weighs 4,000 pounds is, is dangerous. So... I think the, the most important thing for people to understand is is that to own an AR-15 takes a tremendous amount of compliance, and there's so much regulation. These these firearms are registered. The people are are vetted. They're trained. They're the storage. The storage regulations that if you contravene them, they end up with uh, criminal charges. Like it, these are highly regulated pieces of of property, and you know, they're, they're, they're no more threat than, than a hunter's bolt action as far as Canada's concerned. Well, that's the thing, and, and I've tried, and I, I don't want to be definitive in saying it's never happened, but I, I've not found an instance, certainly not of any mass shooting in Canada, but, but any homicide at all in Canada, I've, I've come up empty and trying to find one example where AR-15 has been used. Yeah, I don't, I, I believe there was maybe one death one time that was, that was gang-related, but I'm not... Uh, I can't quote that one for you, but no, there has never been a multiple victim public shooting with an AR-15. But to me, we're the, you know, some people uh, know about the CCFR, but we're the reasonable gun lobby. We're not anti-regulation. Firearms should be regulated. Firearms can be dangerous, mm-hmm. and you should know how to use them, and you should be vetted. So we have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, but when it when it comes to the to the AR-15, a lot of mass shootings in Canada, which there's only been. It depends how you define them. A handful of them in Canadian history um, have been committed with handguns or with manually operated firearms like lever actions or or pump actions, and some with semi-autos. I mean, it's it's over, overall the problem is violence. And uh, when it comes to multiple victim public shootings in Canada, the most notorious ones, people saw the signs and we didn't intervene enough. So. Uh, again, when it comes to red flag or yellow flag rules, if they make sense, we're for them because we don't want to see violence either. So it's I, I think people just need to know a lot more about this conversation in order to make um, sound political decisions. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. More at firearmrights.ca. Rod, I guess we'll see where this all goes from here, but appreciate your input uh, on this this morning here. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.